Sam got it. When Sam Walton opened his first store in Rogers, Arkansas in 1962, Sam was the first one who said, if you want to ruin your business, just treat your employees bad because they'll take it out on the customer. Sam was one of the first ones to offer stock options to employees. He made millionaires out of a lot of bad boys and bad girls. And I know we don't hear those stories these days because Walmart's getting kicked, but Sam built Walmart on servant leadership. In fact, if you go online and pick up the annual reports for Walmart over the last 26 years or so, you will see servant leadership written throughout those annual reports. So Sam built the largest organization on the planet, 1.7 million employees on this topic of servant leadership. And as he said, if you want to truly be inspirational, you must serve those you lead. Something that a carpenter from Nazareth said 2,000 years ago, to lead is to serve. So these principles are not new, but they are uh, exploding worldwide. Howard Schultz over at Starbucks is building Starbucks on servant leadership. Marriott International, Medtronic, the pacemaker people, all companies now practicing servant leadership. In fact, 35 of Fortune Magazine's 100 best companies to work for, practicing servant leadership now. And over a dozen of Fortune's most admired organizations are practicing these principles of servant leadership. So been around a long time, but it is exploding worldwide, and these are indeed exciting times. Now, what is driving this change, I believe, is the young people. We now have approximately 80 million Generation Xers coming in. We've got another 78 million Ys coming in who don't trust power people. The Gallup polls have showed clearly the last few years that most employees, in fact, two-thirds of employees who leave their organization don't quit the company. They quit their boss. I had one rather defiant Generation Xer put it to me this way. He said, here's the deal, Jim. If you're my boss and you don't get it, my job sucks. I mean, it's great that the president's a wonderful guy, the HR guy's a super person, but if you're my direct supervisor and you don't get it, this is a horrible place to work because you're my reality for half my waking hours. And I got to tell you, with folks leaving the workplace like they are in droves, it is creating a lot of friction. It is creating a lot of friction in the hiring market, and a lot of organizations are starting to recognize that good management isn't good enough. We have got to create great leaders. I have met many good managers in my days, in my 26 years in business, uh, who were horrible leaders. And I've met some great leaders who weren't particularly good managers. Nobody ever accused Winston Churchill or Ronald Reagan of being a good manager. So this program is not about being a good manager. This is not about what you do. Leadership is about who you are. Management is about the planning, the budgeting, the problem solving, the organizing, all the things that we do. And that's important to a business, but it's not what leadership is. Leadership is about your ability to inspire people to action, to influence people to be the best they can be, to get people to take the hill, march through the wall, be all they can be. And that is much different than management. So we're going to be talking about leadership. And again, when I use the word leadership today, I want you to use the word influence synonymously with that. I don't want you to think about management when I'm talking about leadership. Now, just what is leadership? I have a definition that is pretty widely accepted these days, and there are three words within that definition that I want you to really hold on to here and, and, and try to really drill down into your neocortex, and that is the idea that leadership is a skill, leadership is about influence, and leadership is about character. 
The full definition says that leadership is the skill of influencing people to enthusiastically work toward goals identified as being for the common good with character that inspires confidence. But the operative words are skill, influencing, and character. So let's take those one at a time as we talk about this big topic of leadership. Let's take skill first. Do you believe leadership is a skill? Or do you think it's something that you're born with? Are leaders born or are leaders made? Well, the definition of a skill is something that's a learned or acquired ability. Now, according to that definition, it's available to most people. You see, if we don't believe that leadership is a skill, if we think it's something that we're born with, well, gee, Mr. Hunter, I don't have that leadership gene. My daddy was a bad spouse. That's why I'm a bad spouse. Or, or grandpa was a bad supervisor. That's why I'm a bad supervisor. If you think it's something that's in your DNA, uh, then I guess there's no sense in taking a leadership course because if it's wired in, how are you going to change it?